0: Welcome to The Sage and the Song, an archetypal exploration on life, love, and leadership. I'm Britta Greenviolet, singer, songwriter, creativity mentor, and conscious leadership coach. The stories we tell about our lives shape our lives, and I'm here in service of rewriting the script, crafting a new narrative where it's needed, and liberating your mind, body, heart, and voice to express the fullness of your unique
1: medicine. Hello, 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 hello.
0: My friends, here we are. We're about to dive into style branding originality. <laughs> oh my goodness, I had so much fun creating <laughs> this training that I'm about to drop for you today. I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do. If You are new to the Sage in the Song. Let me pause and say, hi, beloved. I'm Britta Green Violet, and I am so delighted and honored that you're here. I know very well that your time and your attention and your energy are your most valuable resources. And I am so grateful and humbled that you would say yes to turning this episode of The Sage and the Song on in your ears. And I want to encourage you, if you like this episode, if you like the show, please give it a rating. It really helps to expand the impact of what I am offering here. And perhaps you have a friend that you might share it with. So thanks for spreading the good word. Now, today... We are gonna talk about style, brand, and originality. And I see these three as this beautiful, beautiful, magnificent braid. And these th- three elements, style, brand, and originality, they they braid together to create something so strong, something very integrous, right? Uh I am working right now in my Audible <laughs> on listening to The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck, which I'm going to drop a quote from in a moment. And she reminds reminds us in this book that integrity, the root, the etymological, etym, etymological, maybe, root of the word integrity, the very basic definition of it is simply to be intact to be intact right so structural integrity is actually the root of this value right this this value this virtue that we we now utilize in in our lives right so i see style brand and originality as this braid that is full of integrity like and 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 in by integrity, I mean that it's intact and it's strong. Like I have really thick hair, and right now it's longer than it's ever been in my whole life. I, it's it's quite long, and when I braid my hair, it's really strong, right? Like that, and that's what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about something solid and and strong and sturdy, right? And the reason why I think this is beautiful is because, and we'll get into this, style is often seen as this superficial thing. And brand is often seen as a superficial thing. And I have definitely gone through it a bit. And perhaps, you know, this is a shout out to to my other uh, mystics and alchemists and entrepreneurs and spiritual practitioners who have had a hard time swallowing the pill that is branding, right? Sometimes it feels like, what am I doing? What am I putting on? What am I getting myself into? Isn't all of my work that I've been doing on my yoga mat and in reading these books, isn't all that work that I've been doing about disidentifying with my personality, right? Like breaking the barrier, breaking the chain, working on loosening the knots of attachment that I have with my, you know, so-called brand or my so-called persona, or stop showing up as something that I think looks good, right? Rather than being simply who I am. This is what we're going to get into today. So, I'm going to start by offering you a few quotes and what i'll say lastly before i drop this is that what i'm going to bring you here today is a training that i created for my mastermind students so i lead a one-year mastermind it's called metamorphosis you can read all about it on my website britta Green Violet. And in Metamorphosis, we explore creative alchemy, we explore business alchemy, we explore devotion and divine discipline, we explore creativity and becoming good expert decision makers and strong finishers, and lots of other beautiful, beautiful things. And this felt really important to me to bring through because anybody who does brand work, right, anybody who is putting themselves out there, their leadership out there, their creativity out there, they are going to (laughs) rub up against this area that is brand. And some of us are friendly with it, some of us are not so friendly with it, some of us haven't even really thought about it. So I wanna give you some frameworks, I wanna give you some context, and I wanna paint a more holistic picture that feels good, right? That just like a really incredible garment, which we're gonna get into, Like, it feels good. It feels good on you. It looks good on you. It doesn't feel inauthentic or gross or superficial or, like, scratchy or itchy, right, or plasticky. It feels amazing. So now let's get into a few quotes. All right. The first one is a quote from my dear friend, Brene. Brene Brown. Fitting in is about... Assessing a situation and becoming who you need to be to be accepted. Belonging, on the other hand, doesn't require us to change who we are. It requires us to be who we are. Next quote. This one's by Maya, our sister Maya, Maya Angelou. Courage is the most important of all the virtues because without courage, You can't practice any other virtue consistently. You can practice any virtue erratically, but nothing consistently without courage. Next quote, this one's from The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. Studies show that people who present an idealized image of themselves have higher blood pressure and heart rates greater hormonal reactions to stress, elevated cortisol, glucose, and cholesterol levels, and reduced immune system functioning. Last quote from RuPaul. My maker created it, and now I'm going to decorate it. (laughs) That's right. So, What do these all have in common? What does courage, integrity, and style all have in common? Brand, baby, brand. This lesson is all about your voice, your messaging, and your presence. And I believe it is applicable to every area of your life personally and professionally. And even bigger than that, this is about how you feel in your own skin, this is about your willingness to show up exactly as you are. This is about how much permission you'll give yourself to be authentically, unabashedly, unapologetically you. So let's start by decoding brand. The word brand is everywhere, and it's really continuing obviously to evolve over time. So let's start by taking a trip through some of the various definitions of brand. So from Oxford Dictionary, we've got brand, a type of product manufactured by a particular company under a particular name. An identifying mark burned on livestock or formerly Criminals or slaves, enslaved people, I'll say, with a branding iron. Uh, Another website said the term brand refers to a business and marketing concept that helps people identify a particular company, product, or individual. Brands are intangible, which means you can't actually touch or see them. As such, they help shape people's perceptions of companies, their products, or individuals. And yet another website said a brand is the set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that, taken together, account for a consumer's decision to choose one product or service over another. So I went through these definitions and I teased out some keywords and phrases that I found particularly titillating. Here's what I teased out identifying or helping people identify intangible shapes people's perceptions, expectation, memory, stories and relationships, and decision to choose one product or service over another. Let's look a little bit, let's get our magnifying glass out and interpret these these words and phrases. So identifying or helping people identify, let's hone in right here and say we're talking about identify versus identity so do not confuse your brand with your identity right satnam my friends truth is my identity truth is your identity that's what satnam means so identify is one thing to ide- to be able to identify a brand to be able to distinguish this from that right, very different with identifying myself with it, which becomes my identity, identity. So don't confuse your brand with your identity. Second word that I pulled out, intangible, which is to say, essence, essential nature, the soul of or the heart of the matter, can't be overly simplified. It is innately complex and alive with possibility. Shaping people's perceptions. I interpret this as don't fight the inevitability that you will be perceived one way or another. So worst case scenario there is that you're going to be judged. And guess what? You're 100% going to be judged your entire life. There's absolutely no way to avoid it it's fine. Best case scenario, you're going to magnetize, right? You are going to be in your authenticity of your persona, your brand, I say all this with air quotes, your style, your original medicine, right? And that is going to magnetize your most aligned people, personally and professionally to you. Next series of words I pulled out. Expectations, memories, stories, and relationships. So this points out to me something really important, which is that brand is not simply a set of colors and fonts and logos, right? This is a holistic amalgamation of qualities and personality and characteristics. It is the sole essence, right? Just as When you smell a rosemary plant, what you're smelling is the essential oil of the plant. So this is like the essential oil of your work. The soul of your work is the brand. And then the final phrase was decision to choose one product or service over another. Yes. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere because... What this says to me is that by simply being who you authentically are, you invite people who align with your authentic self to get on board and you and and <laughs> those who don't to get off, right? To like get the fuck off. Like please. Thank you. Please and thank you. So, an artfully crafted professional brand defines the feeling, the tone, and the character of your voice and your presence inside of your work. And an artfully crafted personal brand defines the feeling, the tone, the character of your voice and your presence inside of your life. And in both scenarios, this concept of personal and professional brand, again, air quotes, is based on your innate core values and your soul essence. And when we put it in that way, it doesn't sound so bad, right? So let's, let's think for a moment about the discomfort around brand. Like let's surface the resistance <laughs> that arises. And again, for me, I've mentioned this already, we can get over-identified with the brand. So let's remember that brand serves a purpose. It helps us become a beacon for our people so they can find us and recognize us from the sea of others in our field, right? And I wanna say right here, if you're listening to this and you're not an entrepreneur, you don't have your own brand, This is applicable for calling in a lover, for calling in your life partner, for calling in your most, oh, just aligned soul ally friendships, right? You think this is not, you think this isn't that, right? This is aligned for calling in a job that you love or connecting with somebody who might be a future employer or a future collaborator. So this is not simply uh, limited to how you create in your professional business. This is bigger than that. So I invite you to really think about for you, what else? What other resistance or discomfort arises when you think about your brand, your personal or professional brand, right? I think it's really helpful to name and to visualize for yourself. So brand archetype, obviously in this show, Sage and the Song, we're all about archetypal awareness and archetypal energy and archetypal framing. So what makes you for your people and what makes them for you? So just like we use archetypes in any other realm of our lives, which we explore so much in this show and in my work, this application of archetype through brand, brand archetype, really determines your voice, your values, your mission, your ideal clients, and your aesthetics. And I will also say that your values and your aesthetics and your voice determines your brand archetype, right? Your mission. So it's not that you pick a brand archetype and then you create around it, right? You let what's authentic for you come forward And that surfaces the brand archetype that's already there. So it can serve as a compass and an inner lighthouse for you as well as for your people. And I see that the brand archetype can really help you decide and be seen and differentiate yourself from others. I also want to say if, if by chance you are considering building a brand or starting a new business or putting a crea- creation or creativity project out there, don't wait, because it's really tempting to want to wait to begin to launch, to publish, or start a new creative venture until your brand is ready, right? Please don't wait. You know, as always, you are an archetype in constant evolution, and so you're air quote brand, will evolve with you. So make a few key decisions and start now. And with the key decisions, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about some of the things we just named. Core values, brand archetypes, brand pillars, which is the themes that you talk about in your messaging or your content, the aesthetics, so yes, the colors and the logos and the fonts, And the tone, right, the tone of voice in your messaging, which is going to align with your values and your archetypes. And I will drop some um, resources in the show notes if you would like to explore deeper on these pieces. So let's move into this next next piece of the braid, which is style. So Hmm, let's ponder this topic of style. And just like with brand, we're going to start with some definitions. So, a manner of doing something, a distinctive appearance typically determined by the principles according to which something is designed, a particular manner or technique by which something is done, created, or performed, a distinctive manner of expression a particular way in which something is done, created, or performed, a particular form of design. So what are the things that I pick out of those definitions? I pick out distinctive, doing, appearing, and designing, particular, and expression. Let's break these down. Distinctive. I interpret that as Again, setting one thing or person or entity apart from others. Next piece, doing, appearing, and designing, which means that this is not limited style as a word, as an essence, as mm, an element, right? It's not limited to appearances, but also encompasses the way in which we live our lives. Particular which is to say, consideration, giving deep consideration, having discernment, care, standards, and boundaries. And finally, expression, which is to say, revealed in how we are, what we do, and how fully we express ourselves. So I envision style as painting with a very broad brush where it touches on, you know, when we talk about style, your style, anybody's style, you are talking about authenticity, you're talking about brand, you're talking about persona, you're talking about feeling quality, you're talking about language and messaging and communication style, right? You're talking about clothing and adornment, yes. You're talking about quality and characteristic of expression, and you're talking about how we live, right? So style is not simply a superficial quantifier, but it's actually an essence. It is a it is truly an essence of how we show up in the world. Hey, love, I want to take a moment and invite you to consider joining me for a brand new offering that I just put out there in the world. And this offering is called Creative Alchemy. So this is for my creators, my artists, my healers, my entrepreneurs, my visionaries, and my alchemical leaders out there. And you have a vision. You have a vision for what's next, for what wants to be created through you, for the unfolding and the expansion of your most soulful body of work. And what you're missing is the strategy. So perhaps you're unsure where to begin or what steps to take next, or perhaps even most importantly, how to reach the finish line, right? Where you launch or you publish or you release or you put yourself out there you put a new expression of yourself and your work out there into the world in a new way so if this is you i've got you and i've created just the thing to help you take the leap it's called creative alchemy it includes some pre-work you will have lifetime access to luminous life design which is my signature fractal planning course you'll do some pre-work which you'll send me Before our actual session, and then we will meet on zoom for two hours in the creative laboratory, where I will attune you and tune you to the vision that is coming through for however your creativity wants to be woven, and then strategize with you, the session is recorded, you've got it for your records and your reference. And then the real gold is that you've got 30 days of messaging support with me after our call. This is something I only give to my one-on-one private clients. And the reason I've included this is so that you've got accountability and you've got me as your cheerleader in your corner there to help you celebrate the wins and navigate the challenges as you move closer to actualizing this creative vision. So my love, to check it out and get all the details and perhaps even sign up, head to brittagreenviolet.com, the work with me page, and you'll find everything you need. Can't wait to get in the laboratory with you. Okay, okay, let's move into part three of style, brand, and now revealing originality. So first and most important thing to say is that originality is not something that you become. You are already original in your absolute, unique, brilliant soul essence. And your job and my job and our job is to remove the layers of inauthenticity and emulation and reveal our most authentic self underneath. So let's talk about blocks. What is blocking your originality from actually shining through, from being revealed? So here's a few that I came up with. Fear of judgment, fear of what others will think, and fear of being disliked, which good luck trying to get around that, right? (laughs) That's a big one. Fear of disapproval or disappointing others. How about a belief that you need to be like someone you follow, someone you admire, someone you look up to, someone you compare yourself to in order to be accepted or even in order to be loved. Fear that you'll scare people away, right? By being my my full self. I'll scare people away, which is really connected to these next few beliefs that you are too much and you need to tone it down or beliefs that you're not enough and you need to puff up or prove yourself as worthy. Molding your goals, your visions, and your life to meet someone else's expectations of you. So these are all, I think, really common blocks to our true originality shining through. What else, right? What else for you? Is there anything else that blocks your originality from being expressed? Here's an analogy that I want to share with you. And I I call this the muddied magnet. (laughs) So... Let's pretend we're walking along and we catch a glimpse of something shiny on the ground. You pick it up and you observe that it's mostly covered in mud, but you're super curious about what's underneath. So you start wiping it off, cleaning off the dirt, and soon you recognize it as a magnet. And as you remove all the mud and the grime, it actually becomes magnetic again. So, this is us. We are muddy magnets. We've fallen into the mud, which is illusion, and gotten ourselves totally covered in layers of lies, beliefs, narratives, stories, and fallacies that don't belong to us. We've completely shrouded our original medicine and our authenticity in everything we think we should and need to be for the world and for others. And in this state, guess what? We're not magnetizing anything to us, except maybe more mud and grime, right? So once we begin to remove the layers, suddenly we remember our magnetism. And those other magnets out there who are poised to join with us, who have that opposite polarity, right, who have that charge, just like just like magnets actually work. Those are our ideal clients, our ideal customers, our ideal community, our ideal friends, our ideal soul allies and life partnerships and collaborators, right? Our people. They can easily and effortlessly recognize us and move toward us, just like two magnets drawn together. So this is the work, right? Removing the layers of muck and grime and dirt and mud and shit off of our being, off of our aura, off of our mental body and emotional body and even our physical body, right? We're going to talk about how this, how this actually plays out in all these different levels. So this is our mission, to remove the blockages getting in the way of our originality, of our original medicine, of our soul essence, so that that can truly, fully, brightly, vibrantly come through. So a few follow-up challenges here for you that I encourage you to check out, and I will put these in the show notes. First of all, if you are actually in the market for building a brand, I encourage you to check out the quizzes I have linked below. There are two brand archetype quizzes that I really like. One of them is from Christina at Zioni Designs. She did my current website. She's amazing. And her quiz, which is created for women, um, is really fabulous. And then there's another one by Jen Kem. Um, which is also it's it's much more mm, expansive. It's also for everybody, there are more of them, it'll take you longer to fill it out. But it's really great. So I encourage you to take one of those and simply see what comes up. And I also encourage you to start feeling in and playing with archetypes in general in in the frame of this brand, uh, brand and style sense. And perhaps you might work with the Wild Unknown archetype deck, or other archetype decks, or other archetypal books, or or any exploration, right? So that's challenge number one: is your, ex, explore your brand archetype. Challenge number two is to explore your core values. So this is a this is a really huge question, and it can begin with. A very simple brainstorm. So write down as many values that feel especially important to you as as you can think of that, that come out effortlessly. And some helpful prompts to get the ball rolling here are what has always been important to you since you were a kid? How would you spend your most ideal day? What do you admire most in the people closest to you? How would you describe your unique medicine? How would those closest to you describe your greatest gifts? How do you wanna help people? And what would you shout from the rooftops if given the chance? So from your initial list, I invite you to narrow it down to 10 And then perhaps start noticing if there are overlaps and perhaps some of your top values actually fit into others. So you might start seeing that there are umbrellas and there are ways that you can weave um, similar categories together. And from there, your challenge is to narrow it down to five. And once you've got five core values, I encourage you to write your personal definition of that value so that you can really clearly speak to what they mean, what it means for you. And then challenge number three is a style ID and audit. (laughs) And for this, I'm going to direct you to another podcast episode on a show called The Most, which is created by Rachel Rogers, Robert Hartwell, and... Susan Hyatt. And I am really loving this podcast right now. First of all, simply because I get a real kick out of feeling into the three of their friendship and their flow and their banter and their creativity and how they support each other is just so beautiful and entertaining. (laughs) And what they are all creating in the world is really amazing and impressive and inspiring. And there is an episode, and I'll link it below, that's all about style. And I believe the episode is called something like, hmm, what is it called? How to, the secret to looking hot and making bank. That's what it's called. (laughs) So I'm going to drop that in the notes below. And I really encourage you to go check it out because uh, Robert Hartwell walks you through an actual. Challenge around identifying how you want to feel in your clothing and then finding a word or phrase that feels really resonant, and then feeling into the opposite of that. How do you not want to feel in your clothing? And then actually taking that to your closet and removing anything that makes you feel the way you don't want to feel. And then maybe calling in some new ensembles, some new looks that really help you feel the way that you want to feel. And, you know, I want to say with this, like some, some of you, I'm curious to hear, you'll have to let me know, you may be feeling like, like, really, are we, are we really doing this? And I actually feel like this is very practical homework <laughs> because as you up-level your work, your expression, your creativity, and your leadership, you will be so grateful to have at least three outfits that you know make you feel fucking fabulous. So that when you have an important phone call or a meeting or when you're seeing a new client or meeting with a prospective client or when you're teaching or pitching or if you have an art show that you're exhibiting at or, geez, even if you are apply for... Let's say you, hmm, let's say you're trying to get a new apartment or buy a house, right? And you're going to meet with your realtor or going to meet with the apartment manager. Wear this outfit, right? Feel like a boss. Feel like a badass. Feel beautiful. Feel fabulous. Because what you wear against your skin matters, right? This is. This is another it's is it the only thing that matters? No, absolutely not. Does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does, right? There is a vibration to the way that we adorn ourselves and our bodies. So, this is what I've got for you. And a few final clarifications here. I want to say that your style is innate, like your originality. So the work again is to reveal it and give it permission to be expressed. Also know that everyone's authentic style is unique. So don't attempt to be like anyone else or look like anyone else because you're not going to pull it off, right? It's just not going to work. Can you take inspiration? 100%. Can you emulate? Absolutely, right? And Make it yours, make it your own. And this will look different for everyone, right? What matters is that our choices when it comes to style and adornment are intentional, just like everything else that we're creating in our lives. And I want to drop in here and honor Steve Jobs, right? Because perhaps you've heard this, and I think about this, that he wore the same outfit every single day. work at least. He wore black jeans and a black turtleneck. Some people might say, like, that's not creative. That's not stylish. Like, what kind of style is that? That is mad style, okay? And he intentionally chose that as a uniform so that he didn't use his creative decision-making energy to pick out his clothes in the morning so that he could save it for his work, So while some of us may say, oh, he didn't have very interesting style because it was simple and repeated, in fact, his style showed through so brilliantly. And honestly, all of us Apple users majorly benefited. (sighs) A final word for any of you out there who've are style skeptics and who feel skeptical of what I've brought through today. Perhaps you think clothing doesn't matter, and to include this as a lesson is superficial, and obviously I disagree. And in glorious synchronicity, while I was preparing and putting together this, this lesson and this training, I read this passage in the very legendary and iconic book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, by Clarissa Pincola Estes. In archetypal symbolism, clothing represents persona, the first view the public gains of us. Persona is a type of camouflage which lets others know only what we wish them to know about us and nothing more. But there is an older meaning to persona, one found in all the Mesoamerican rites, one well known to cantadoras y cuentistas y curanderas, healers. The persona is not simply a mask to hide behind, but rather a presence which eclipses the mundane personality. In this sense, persona or mask is a signal of rank, virtue, character, and authority. It is the outward significator, the outward display of mastery. So, what do you think about that? The song. This is a simple little ditty, at least the words are simple that came through for me a number of years ago and I call it why not and the words are why not make it beautiful as possible that's it why not make it beautiful as possible and I was inspired with this line I wrote this little ditty during a songwriting challenge it was a song a day challenge and I can't remember how long it was going for but this is one of the songs that came through for me, and it was inspired by a phrase that perhaps you've heard me mention before that goes, spirit eats beauty. Spirit eats beauty. And the idea here is that when we create ritual, when we make beauty in our lives, it attracts spirit, right? It attracts energy. We call in cosmic, energetic universal support because spirit eats beauty and why not make our lives ourselves our creations our words our actions our intentions our life our lives why not make our lives beautiful as beautiful as possible presence for your precious time and energy you can find out more about me and my work at brittagreenviolet.com until next time may your mythic adventure through life serve up nourishment courage curiosity and awakening this is the sage and the song signing off